What's going on, everyone? Yes, yes, this is Rich Cardona. I just sound like shit because I'm a little bit under the weather, but the show must go on. And look, I just booked a, another podcast with Gary Vee. Uh, this will be, I think, the fourth or fifth time I've seen him in the last four years. And, and that's going down in June. And it's just a perfect time for me to share uh, the last time I was able to interview him. It was short. Uh, he had meeting after meeting that just kind of went long and it just compounded. So uh, we didn't get a half hour. We got more like 15 minutes. And I really can't wait to make a, just a long episode about how it was that I discovered him, how what the actions were I took to see him and meet him, um, what I took away from that, and how I made sure in many ways that I would demonstrate my gratitude to him for just kind of literally fucking uprooting me from just this abysmal life I was living and to discovering the fact that I was meant to do more. So in this episode, though, uh, it's a throwback. This was December 2019. And the thing that was like just clogging up my mind as an entrepreneur was the fact that I, I just really, really felt judgmental. And that, that hasn't gone away. But we talk about that. He distinguishes, you know, competitiveness versus judgment. And I also was having a lot of difficulty with some of the freelancers. I mean, like we're trying to build a bench, you know, of creatives, especially as a video marketing agency, personal branding agency. We needed access to a bunch of creatives. And, you know, sometimes it just wasn't easy. I mean, I'm 40. So it was like I was dealing with really young kind of hustling kids. But at the same time, there was in the level of discipline that, you know, someone who's spent a career in the Marines would expect from other people. So he put me in check. He put me in check. And then we talked a little bit about just clients when it doesn't go the right way and, and that kind of thing. But look, here's here's the most important thing that you're not going to be able to see uh, by listening to this. His eyes were freaking dialed in on me. They've been dialed in on me anytime I've been across from him. And it looks like that's the way it is with him and anybody. From being one of the most busy minds, busy people, phone blowing up all the time, everyone needs his attention. For someone who has three or four assistants, I like, literally follow him everywhere. His ability to be present is second to none so i will take five fucking minutes with him because it feels like five hours when you when you're done because he's so in tune in a way that is inexplicable to many of us that there's, there's no way to not appreciate getting those moments so um i hope you enjoy this i really really hope you enjoy this if you're a new subscriber, then you can look forward to another one of these in June. I got Andy Frisella coming up in May. Really, really working on David Goggins right now. I got Joe DeSena, the CEO of Spartan, coming up. I got a lot of big ones I'm poised to deliver to you because I'm not going to get in front of these people and ask the same freaking questions that everyone else asks. Okay? Like, I, I literally, I'm documenting the journey and at the same time, I'm getting the questions answered that you need. Okay? Not what keeps you up on night. What would you tell your 20-year-old self? Not any of the fucking bullshit, okay? I want to give you everything I possibly can. So enjoy an example of that here with Gary Vee at VaynerMedia in the man's office, December 2019. Here we go. Thank you. Before we even say anything. Like, period. I think the last time it went the same exact way. You're like, what can I do for you? I'm like, thank you. Um, since the last time I saw you, things have just gone through the fucking roof. And I've consumed less of your content in the last year. 
I finally got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. consume less and just go fucking do it. Mm-hmm. I went to a bunch of conferences. I'm like, this was a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not executing if I'm at a conference. That's right. And I'm going to get sold. Yep. So, uh, scaled a business. I think we're on scheduled for maybe 250K next year after eight Jeez. months. Jeez. And I'd love to. Do you know what we do? Nope. I'm going to tell you right now. I was doing content with Claude. Yeah, I saw. Okay, so we, we made content about a year ago. And I was just asking her CHO questions, like normal, corny questions. Yeah. And then she goes, you know, how was combat for you? We're like in a taxi. And I'm just like, what? And I started, I just like unflinchingly just went all in. And I was like, I trust her, right? So I'm just like, I just went all in. Then she starts telling me personal stuff. And we get out right here at Vayner. And she goes, why weren't you recording that? And I was like, that's it. Everyone wants to see behind the curtain of these executives out there. And that's what I do. I do branding for executive, C-suite executives who are maybe in act two of their life. Like I'm done with corporate, I'm doing my own thing. They want speaking engagements, keynotes, whatever. Kind of like a D-Rock, but not, not really. I know it, I understand it. You know, four hours a month, you have a month worth of content. I get it. But that, that's all because of this whole thing right here. That makes me happy. Yeah, I'm really happy. That guy that you were just talking to, the, him and I, what we're gonna have in common is we're gonna make millions doing what we love, for I sure, so. I love that. But yeah, I just wanted to say thank you first and foremost. Happy. Nothing is more rewarding to me than watching someone execute on what I know to be true. Mm-hmm. Well, there's only one piece to the puzzle then. You gave me a lot of advice in the last five minutes that I saw you. And that five minutes seemed like five hours when I look back at it. And you go, I really think this one's going to sink in. And you're like, you're judging people. And you're like, when you stop doing that, everything's going to change. I have not mastered that. It's okay. It's super hard. You know, mastering the ability to not judge or to have expectations is awfully tough. Yeah. It's also incredibly right. Yes. You always say that. But the fact that you even think about it already has you working on it. You know that, right? This is what people don't understand. The fact that you would deliver that sentence actually means you're working on it. It's when people look the other way or can't diagnose that they're still doing it, that they're in trouble. The fact that you bring, the, I, I'm, you can't imagine how I feel right now. I'm so pumped for you. You know it, which actually means you're working on it. You know it's practice, right? It's like anything else. Yeah, I mean, you know how you always say you could be the tallest building yes. or you know, there's one yeah. of two ways. I have this thing where I almost feel like vindictive like you say in that one, you always say, I was plotting yes. against all these people. Yes. There's no one for me to plot against. I don't feel like the world's against me or anything like that. But I do feel like when I see other businesses similar to mine or people who don't take me on, I'm like, I'm going to fucking crush your shit. I just told that kid if he doesn't sign with me or sports that I can't wait to see him on the sidelines, look him dead in the face and say, I fucking told you you fucked up. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with being competitive on the field. I'm super competitive. That's me what's... too. I cried until I was 16 if I lost in anything. Fucking connect four, basketball, a race. Don't judge yourself for being competitive. I, I have trouble distinguishing that and judging. Well, you know, all, maybe here's where the distinction is. I am competitive when I put my jersey on, but when the scores, the, the clock's at triple zero, we take our jerseys off and then we're human beings you might be blending the human and the person that's in a business jersey. 
So you might not hire, that kid might not hire, Vayner, might not sign with Vayner Sports, and I would judge him for being stupid, for not seeing that we're the best firm by a thousand, but I wouldn't hate him as a human, I would just be empathetic that he didn't see it as a professional. That I get. That's good news <laughs> because these people fundamentally, I'm not like, I hope they get in a wreck tonight. <laughs> it's not like that. It's just like your business could use me, sucks for you. Yeah, but that's where you're getting selfish. Okay. I'm also not selfish. Mm-hmm. If you're not thirsty, like I, I, even when I needed business, I didn't have that thirsty gene of like knowing, even in the way you delivered that, that's out of you needing it. Hmm. You see where I'm going? I do. Take away that piece and saying, okay, this is a game of just asking more people. Every second I spend mentally, even thinking about why Karen's an idiot for not going with me, is a second I take away from pitching Rick to go with me. You know why I'm that way? Because you said it was like the Nobel Peace Prize when you held the door open for someone. Yes. I did not have that. I understand. It was very different and a lot of absenteeism and just whatever. So I feel like that's the uphill battle. I actually feel like I'm trying to outperform my parents in such a way that I'm like, look. Of course. <laughs> it's of crazy. Course. And I feel terrible about that. Look, I everybody has resentment. I was fucking in child labor since I was 14. I would have liked to be a normal kid. Like I can sit here and, uh, as you know, I co-sign my parents all time. Right. I'm a normal human being. My parents are not perfect. I just don't know how to spend time thinking about it. That's been practice. You know, every second you spend on what your parents did to create this vulnerability is a second that you're not spending on what they did do well or that adversity actually gave you the drive to, bro, do you know how many people ever build a business that want to, that does 250,000 in revenue? Let me save you time. Way less than you can imagine. Bro, this is half class full, half class MB. One simple game of that. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, the last thing I want to talk about was, you know, I was in the Marine Corps and transitioning is really difficult. Yeah. I thought I could do corporate. I met you two years. I purposely, this is for everyone out there, by the way, I purposely positioned myself to make sure I somehow see you one way or another, like every eight to 12 months. And that is the reason I'm here to make sure I could always say thank you and be like, look, like that Austin thing that you did, I tell you this every time, but like you were like speaking to me as I was on the way to work, just like white knuckling the fucking steering wheel, like this sucks. <laughs> and then I got out of it. But um, what I wanted to say was, you know, the transition is difficult, but uh, leadership in entrepreneurship is a whole different ball game than when I succeeded as a manager or in the Marine Corps. Of course, because that's a structured box. Exactly. <laughs> This is like brutal. If you were a Marine in an actual war, that would be entrepreneurship. Yeah. But in the way, in peacetime, it's a structured box. This is a fucking war out here. Entrepreneurship is merit. Yeah. Not checking boxes. So like Audrey, Jason, and like growing young talent, my wife and I talk about this all the time. This is like a significant challenge for me where I thought that was my shit. I was like, I could. You had too much leverage. They had no options. You sign up for the Marine Corps and they have to report to you, they had no options. Audrey can fucking go to a TikToker tomorrow. Yep, she might. And so, <laughs> and so what you need to do is realize why I'm such a good leader. I work for Jason. Yeah. 
That's a real big fucking difference. There's a line, and this is, this is I think, what I let want. Me, let me explain where the line starts and stops. Yeah, please. You can fire Jason. <laughs> of course there's a line. Yeah. But that's, there's a line where you make the decision not dwelling on expectations that might not even be things that they're capable of. Hmm. Especially with creatives. It's- Bro, creatives are creative. I would never have Jason do anything like tat, like, like I'd be scared shitless to have Jason like bring my keys downstairs. <laughs> That's the thing. No shit, it's the like, thing. That's why military. How, how do you become the creative whisperer? Like, do you know very, what I'm saying? Very simple. I have no expectations of them, and I have only expectations of myself to bring them value. And if they don't see it, and they leave, they will see it eventually because I fully had no expectations of them and I did everything I could for them. Whether now it's easy because now they have the cosign of Garrett. Jason saying that he filmed me for two years already or 18 months already has changed the course of his creative career. Yeah. So I'm in a real nice spot because I built so much brand that, I, you know, but then me being nice, but then me like talking at times about his mom, his sister, but then him learning something from me, but then him watching me do something like value. Yeah, that's. Him feel uncomfortable to be able to talk to me if it was shitty. Yep. You know, that's all the, and that one's always hard because I never think I ever get anybody 100 there for that Mm -hmm. because that's always a little scary. Um, Those things. And then the very last thing, uh, thank you so much for your time. Uh, When it comes to the clientele I want or I'm looking for, I have the challenge where I document, especially on LinkedIn, where I document like the journey a lot and I love to document the journey. But at the same time, I'm not overtly just being like, hey, here's what I do, here's what I do. Like, I'm here for you. Jab to jab, right hook. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the least successful videos on YouTube for me in the last four months was the one that was completely dedicated to this is Vayner Sports, but it didn't matter. Yeah. I need to throw the right hook. Got it? Yep. Awesome. Got it? Yeah. Yeah, that's the easy one. You're the man. Thank you so much. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening uh, to the Leadership Locker. I hope that 12 minutes or however many minutes it was was packed enough for you to get something out of it. I'm, I'm certain, I'm certain you got something. So look, uh, if this is your first time listening, like this is what I do. This is what I want to do. I want to get entrepreneurs information. Um, I want to make sure that you are able to navigate some of the same rough terrain uh, that many of us are going through. Uh, so that way, you know, look, it's not, it's never going to be easy. That way you don't get tripped up as much. So if you got anything out of it, do me a favor, please share it, rate it, review it. I have no business kind of hanging out in the back anymore in the podcasting world, okay? I'm trying to fucking make shit happen. Uh, I'm trying to land the best people who are going give, to give you the best information and improve, uh, you know, just kind of rise the tide, right? Like rise the tide, rising tide lifts all boats, and that's what I want for us. So uh, again, share it, tell a friend, tell your mom, tell whoever rate it, review it. That's the kind of thing that keeps this thing going. That's the kind of thing that's going to get this in front of more people and uh, you know, just enable them wherever they are, whether they're at the gym or whether they're on a walk or whatever it is that they're doing to just tap in, disconnect for a little bit, ingest some good information and um, just level up. See you next time. <laughs>